Hey, what's going on, Redskins? Addicts? It's your host, Rod. We are back with Pod 43. And there was no debate amongst the admins for this one. We knew it would be called the Larry Brown Podcast. So digging into the vault a little bit, maybe a lot. I was born 81. Most of the listeners, perhaps, of the admins were as well, at least in that time sphere. But Larry Brown drafted in 1969 by the Washington Redskins in round eight. Pick 191. Spent his entire eight-year career with the Washington Redskins. Uh, as a rookie, he joined a team that was coached by uh, the newly acquired coach, Vince Lombardi. Uh, and as a rookie, he posted a then-team record of 888 yards rushing. It was a really, really big part of their 7-5-2 record in 1969. He was the first Redskins running back in history of the franchise to gain more than 1,000 yards in a single season in 1970. And he was one of three Redskins who have ever been named as league MVP. And he was our first, Mark Mosley, and then Joe Theismann were second and third, respectively. Um, he's been voted to the 70 greatest Redskins of all time. His career, like many running backs, was cut short due to numerous injuries. And his jersey number, number 43, is not officially tired by the Washington franchise, but has not been issued to any other Redskins player since his retirement. So shout out to Larry Brown. I believe he still lives in Maryland, Owens Mills or something like that. So uh, pretty cool uh, history to go back and dig deep. So ladies and gentlemen, this week we are facing the Seattle Seahawks. We don't know what's up with the quarterback. We probably have a good idea what's up with the running back. Um, it doesn't look like Antonio Gibson is going to be ready. Uh, so, with that being said, Phil, Seattle's Seahawks, how do we match up? It's an interesting matchup. It really is because Seattle, uh, they have a, a better record than we do, but they have had some inconsistencies pop up this year. Um, you know, so, uh, but it's been random points. It's very sporadic. There's no consistent theme with them. Their defense was trashed about the first nine, 10 weeks of the season. And they've really picked up and been very respectable in the past few weeks, um, almost as effective as ours. Um, their offense has been, was on fire for a while. Now it's been kind of hit or miss. Russ isn't quite uh, the Russ we expect from him being one of the league's best quarterbacks. Devil disagree. But, you know, let's face it, Russ is an, Russell Wilson is an elite quarterback. And we, you know, he hasn't quite been as elite the, uh, lately. So we kind of match up well because their defense has played well, but it's not a great defense overall over the season. And our offense may be able to do something against that. At the same time, their offense is sputtering and showing inconsistencies at a time that our defense is really becoming an elite, elite defensive unit, at least in this season. Um, so it's, it's, it's an interesting matchup because, you know, we, we, I think that, you know, win or loss, it's going to be a 12 round fight with these guys. You know, nobody's going to run, run away with it. It's not going to be like the Niners game where the Niners had to fight from behind all game. It's going to be back and forth. We're going to be trading punches with these guys one way or another. No, I'll definitely agree. It's it's interesting, like you said. Um, they started out the season much worse defensively than we were. They they had, From weeks 1 to 10, they had the 28th-ranked defense as far as points per game goes. And that's for me, that's the only metric I truly care about. You know, sometimes the NFL will default to a – 
towards like yards per game allowed. I look at points. Points win or lose games. So yard, you can allow a thousand yards, but if you allow six points a game, you won the game. Um, so they were 28th in the league weeks one to 10, and weeks 11 through 14, um, they, they have the fifth, or excuse me, the third ranked defense with only 14 and a half points allowed. When you look at the Washington football team. Uh, weeks 1 to 10, we had the 14th ranked defense with 24 points allowed. And then weeks 11 through 14, 14.3 with second best in the league. So we're pretty close defensively. Um, and with that, I don't really want to dig in too much. But, Steve, um, how are you feeling with, with how we match up? For me, I'm kind of saying it's going to be defense. Um, but how are you feeling? Yeah, I think we're <clears throat> we're almost in the inverse of each other if you look at it. So they have a good offense despite Russell Wilson's kind of I'm not gonna say he, he's on a he's having a not a slump but he just had he was off since the beginning of uh, November you know he's had um, looks like six interceptions and six fumbles uh, but at the same time he also threw 12 touchdowns so um, all in all it's, it's Russell Wilson he is a he is an all pro he's 36 touchdowns and uh, 12 interceptions and he is one of the best in the league so his his running style is subject to turnovers with uh, from running and, and scrambling, but that's okay. So I think that their offense is high quality, just like our defense. And their defense is probably on the same level as our offense. I guess you could say we're both kind of trending upwards. Take that for what you will. So um, I think we match up very well. Uh, the spread, I want to say, is minus five in, in favor of Seattle. So it, it'll, it'll be a good matchup. It's, dude, it's it's crazy. I mean, you just you know quoted the the thirty six touchdowns, twelve interceptions, and he's slumping. Thirty six hundred yards passing, like that seventy point four percent completion percentage, one hundred nine QB rating. That's a good. That's a good season. Yeah, for I most quarterbacks, like that. that's that is insane to me. Like it's it's insane, and it's not only you. It's it's league wide. It's pundit wide. It's podcast wide. He was an MVP almost a lock the first half of the season, maybe up until week 10, 11. And then there, there's been a slide losing to the giants, you know, kind of going in between, but it is, he is the X factor for me. When I look at how we match up, this will be chase young's biggest game of his career. I think this will be Montez sweats biggest game of his career. I think this will be Jonathan Allison, Jonathan Allen's biggest game of his career. And if Dwayne Haskins starts, it will, without a doubt, be the biggest game of his career. Um, yeah. And you got to look at, like, the mobile the mobile quarterback. The last one we faced, real mobile, mobile quarterback, um, you know, we faced Lamar. We faced Kyler. And this defense didn't fare so well, if you, no, if you recall. they did not. So this has the, the potential. Granted, Russ doesn't run as much as he used to, but it has the potential to – kind of trend in that direction so you're right the the, the defense is gonna have to really you know keep him in the middle of the field and don't let him get to the outside and then there's, there's dk metcalf and tyler lockett you know two two almost basically thousand yard receivers are already there so um yeah should be interesting very very interesting go ahead phil i, I see you getting ready to drop a point interesting point about how their offense runs they've thrown 450 passes this season 212 of those passes have gone to either Lockett or Metcalf. Mm. Almost 50% of their pass offense to wide receivers plays go to those two wide receivers. Damn. We're not even talking about a slot guy. We're not talking about tight ends. 
Um, so, and then the next highest guy in terms of targets is David Moore with 43, but both Lockett and Metcalf each have 106. So, um, those are the guys you gotta, you gotta keep an eye on, you know, and if, and if our secondary can play the way it has been, I think that we have to, we're going to force Seattle to get out of their game a little you know, because that's what they want to do in the passing game is it's Lockett and Metcalf all day. The numbers completely bear that out. So if if our we if we can't come up with a game plan to you're not taking them out, but to mitigate them. Yeah, and that's the thing. Perhaps we try to lock down at least one of them. And and it's it's interesting to see what Jack Del Rio. I'm I'm very interested to see how Jack Del Rio is going to attack this. Um who do you shut down if you can shut down one of them? I mean, um, Metcalf has been a little bit more capable with his reception, 69 receptions for, you know, 1,180 yards. Um, Lockett has 81 receptions for 886 yards. So the average there is seven yards difference per catch. Um, touchdowns wise, though, they're similar. I mean, 10 for Metcalf, eight for Lockett. Um, we've, we've fared pretty well as a passing defense. I think because our front four has been able to get to a quarterback um, and I probably going to segue into the Washington football team wins. If segment of this podcast, I think we have to contain Russell Wilson and, and Steve, you spoke earlier about how uh, both Lamar Jackson and uh, Kyler Murray were able to break containment and, and, and use their legs to their advantage. We have to be very careful that Wilson isn't rushing, you know, eight times for 54 yards, but six of those times were for first downs and, you know, on, on third and eight or something like that, something crazy where he's continuing a, a drive or a possession because he's using his legs. Um, I think that will just be demoralizing and that will cripple us. So Steve Washington football team wins. If what? Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you, Rod. They have to contain Russell Wilson. And it's exactly like you said, he's not going to run like Kyler and Lamar you know, for those 20, 30, 40 yard scampers, all he's going to do, he's going to get, get that eight down. yards and he's going to slide, slide yes. get that seven yards. And he's going to slide because yep. he's so smart and mm-hmm. that's going to kill us. And what it's going to do is really, we're really going to find out if our middle linebacker play has improved because on those previous two games that we just talked about, yep. the middle linebackers could not, they could not contain that quarterback when they scrambled. So we're going to see how well Cole Holcomb really is playing. You know, I think what was it? The PFF uh, rated him as I forget, as far as his grade, you said it. You said it two pods ago, I think. Uh, very high up there. I think he's very high. I'm, I'm trying to log in right now and look yeah. it up while you're talking. So I, I think we have to contain Russell Wilson, and I think if we do that, everything else will fall into place. I think there'll be some coverage sacks. There'll be some, um, you know, some some stops up the middle. They don't have much of a running game. Chris Carson's good. Carlos Hyde is good, but um, it, they're kind of spread out. I think one of them has 500, and Russell Wilson's the second leading rusher with 423 yards. So. Contain Russell Wilson and everything else falls into place. Yeah, and Cole Holcomb, just that stat for you guys uh, listening out there. So he's out of position rank, out of 86 uh, qualifying linebackers, he's 10th. Um, overall grade of 76.1. His rushing defense, 66.9. Uh, passing rush uh, defense, 68.5. And then coverage defense, 76.1. Um, so shit, yeah, it's you, you hit the hit, then, you know, the, the nail right on the head. Um, Cole Holcomb has to step up. Um, we expect a lot out of him. He's rated pretty well. 
I mean, to be number 10 out of 86, like that's that's a hell of a percentage, for, especially for, you know, a, a fifth round draft pick to be forming at the level he is. So, yeah, uh, keep keep Russell contained, uh, spy him if you have to. Um, but just play disciplined football, I think, is really the key that we're looking for uh, as we move forward with this uh, matchup with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Phil, how are you feeling about the Washington football team and what is going to make us successful? What will we win? if? I, we I have a different one, but just real quick. Yeah, yeah. I do think that one thing that helps us is that we have a pair of very athletic linebackers in KPL and Holcomb. And we have pretty much gone to a nickel defense. We that was our prime defense the past couple of games is a four-two-five. So I think that with our ability to naturally be able to stop the run, having those guys out there, we can we can you know, we'll have six guys in coverage. You know, KPL in the flat, Holcomb can spy, and then you have the other five defensive backs. So I mean, I think I think our base coverage plays well into into that game plan. The Washington football team wins if. Our offense does not go one-dimensional. Now, no AG, no baby Mixon, word Ellie. Um, but McKissick, we we <clears throat> it didn't seem like we ran the ball well last week, but you know we ran the ball effectively enough. We need to do a little bit better this week, and I think Seattle's defense maybe one we can, but. If, no matter if it's Dwayne or Alex, we can't rely on the quarterback to bail us out and to win the game for us. We don't have quarterbacks. None of our quarterbacks have proven that they will go and lead us to a win in a tough game. I mean, you know, Alex has brought us back in close situations, but he hasn't converted those into wins. It's just made it competitive games. And in the other games we won, we won either going away or holding the lead. So <clears throat> what I would like to see is, Whatever our game plan is, it should be predicated on having a solid enough run game. Now, we did sign Lamar Miller this week. I'm hoping he has, you know, some juice left in the tank, just enough for a run for the rest of the season, maybe into the playoffs. Did I just say the P word? Mm, I said playoffs, didn't I? <laughs> but um, the P word. The P word. But sounds, um, so, sounds so disgusting. I love it, though. <laughs> It sounds disgusting when you're a Washington football team fan, and it's, it's exactly. such a rare topic to discuss. So, yeah, go ahead, Phil. I'm sorry. But nonetheless, if – and I actually like that saying. I've had some people kind of be like, who, what, Lamar Miller? Well, the dude's 29. Yeah, he had an ACL injury last year. But he before that, he hadn't shown any signs of slowing down. None at all. So I, I'm hoping – that's the kind of move, by the way, that you do see – a playoff contender Ooh, and a God. smart team. I know what's going make. on. What's going on? That's a smart pickup. <sighs> when have we ever had a midseason pickup like that that it was that smart? That just you know, and, and maybe it will it'll turn out not to be, but it looks just like a lot of moves. You see this more in baseball, by the way. Teams make a trade deadline for a playoff run. The Nats were have been really good at doing that. Um. And we kind of just did – we may have done that. I'm not going to say it is, but it looks like one of those veteran moves when it comes to a front office. You know, you pick up that veteran, got a little bit of juice left in the tank, carries you through the rest of the season. And if he and McKissick and Barber can do enough to take the pressure off the passing game, we win. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. So I mean, Lamar Miller, it, it's it's weird to see a, a a player with nine years experience, twenty nine years old, on the practice squad with the Bears. So uh, yeah. that that's that's awesome. I mean, when when the, I think Demar Daisy posted in the group, um, the Redskins Zags group on Facebook, and uh, I was like, holy hell, like what the hell is he doing on the practice squad? COVID rules, you know, twenty twenty has been extremely odd for us. But this this could be. I won't really call it a diamond in a rough because we know his capability. He's been a very good – he's been a household name for a couple of years before his ACL injury last year. Um, his only only game this year has been uh, week 10 versus the Vikings. He had two receptions for six yards, um, and that's it. You know, no, rush, no rushing attempts or anything like that. Um, and I'm hoping I, – I, I have to try to go back and pull that game and that, look at that footage before our, um, our post-game – our pre-game uh, discussion on Sunday, but – I would like to see if he has any of that burst and that capability that, you know, we all remember him having with the Dolphins and then the Texans. So, uh, uh but the best def- part is we're, we're not going to see him this weekend because yep. of the COVID COVID protocols. I think it's 10 days. So we'll see oh, him against no shit. The, the Panthers. Oh, yeah, he's is not, it? He's, yeah. He's not any, any player oh. that joins your team basically has to, you know, quarantine and isolate and you can't come around for 10 days. So I thought that um, since he was on a practice squad and already under COVID protocols, standard COVID protocols for teams, that was exempt. I don't know. That's what I read earlier. I'll, I'll try to look oh, okay. Thanks well, a lot, Killjoy. I, I, I know. I'm Steve ruining the pod. Let's talk about injuries though real quick. So <laughs> yeah, go ahead, brother. Pete Carroll takes a page out of uh, Bill Belichick's book and they had 20 mofos on the damn injury report to start the week. Now they're they're down to uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that have a status. Um but you know it looks like all their big big players are gonna play. Um I was hoping Jamal Adams wouldn't play because he's a damn good safety. That's someone we're gonna have to watch out for. That dude's a big hitter, you know. Um and what hurts us is you know we don't have Gibson, Alex Smith, we know his situation. They're saying he's gonna rest Ron said he doesn't need to play. He doesn't need to practice all week. He can still play, which I think that's a strategic move. Yes. And KPL hasn't practiced all week as well. So that that's not a good sign. So he's an anchor. He's nursing. Um, we'll see Friday. Friday's statuses will be a little more telling because usually if you don't practice, usually if you don't practice Thursday, you don't play, but who knows? I just wanted to get the injury report out there. And another thing I wanted to throw out there for injuries is they just reactivated um, Greg Olson off the IR on uh, yesterday. So I don't know if that, and it, he's been practicing all week. So I don't know if that means that he's going to play, not sure, but it, it's out there. It was a status. Um, and we're also going to see our old boy, um, um, Quentin Dunbar. He got reactivated off of the uh, IR on the 14th. And he has every intention of playing, but Pete Carroll I'm hasn't sure. announced whether he's going to play or not. Of course he does. And um, so, yeah, we'll see. Good thing we don't have uh, – so Trey Flowers is a pretty good quarterback Cornerback they have. He's uh, He's gone for the season as of uh, last Saturday. So one less person we've got to worry about. Damn, dude. I'm, I'm looking at Seattle's uh, injury list right now, and that is impressive. It looks like a Redskins – injury list from like 2015 to 2018 <laughs> holy hell i mean yeah if if he's pulling if he's pulling a belichick you know and pete carroll and then just listing a bunch of random dudes then holy hell like that's good job because it, it is confusing and you it, it is very hard to game plan um when you don't know 
the tendencies of the, the, the opponent that you're going against. But it is also nice, you know, on the inverse side to look at the Washington football team and see only what six people listed on the injury list. Like it's it's beautiful. Now what okay. does suck is not having um the Shazer Everett back there, I, I think that would really help against DK because you hit a couple you hit some wide receivers a couple times and they get a little shook going across the middle or whatever and, and we don't have that right now. So Although DK Metcalf is pretty big. I'm not sure if the Shazer the Shazer Everett would hit him in, in shake him up from him in the middle but who knows ever would yeah. try he, he would definitely try, try. <laughs> he he does he does have a heart of a lion i will give him that i will definitely Caesar everett plays that. free safety as if he, as if he's gunning punts every play oh, yeah like man. that's a, i love that about him like it's, it's it drives me nuts but he's gotten smarter about taking angles and so forth so he's been a lot more effective this year. Early on in his career, it was just like, oh, God, dude, <laughs> don't late hit somebody, please. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. He's uh, he, he's gotten better, though. He's definitely gotten better. But at, at times, yeah, he was kind of not really a loose cannon, but he but was just, he would drill people. This does give a shot to your boy, Rod Jeremy Reeves. True. I like him. I like him. He's – um. I mean, he, I like what I've seen so far he, too. He's he's had some huge plays the past couple of weeks. Um, I believe he was undrafted as well. So, um, anytime you're getting someone like that making big plays, I think he used to play for Philly as well um, before he came to us. Reeves, right? I'm almost positive. Know, let me take a look. I'm almost positive he was uh, signed by Philly before he came to us. I don't think we signed him as an undrafted free agent. I think Philly did. But uh, anyways, yeah, I mean, it's it's an it's an interesting season that we're we're six and seven, we're in first place in our division. It's an evaluation season, and you're you're getting a pretty decent amount of diamonds in the rough um, that will have pretty, you know negotiable contracts moving forward in the next couple of years. Um, and especially with the salary cap going down, that's that's uh, always nice to see. So with that, I guess we're kind of jumping forward in predictions. Um, this pod is flowing along pretty smoothly tonight. So predictions for the Seattle Seahawks game. I'll jump in first. Um, I will be the voice of malcontent, perhaps. I don't see us being the Seahawks. I really don't. Um, that's just kind of predicated upon the fact that the Giants swept us. The Giants beat the Seahawks. And the Seahawks' defense, for what it's worth, they're not the Legion of Boom. But they are trending upward at a time that doesn't fit well with our offense. Um, we still have questions at quarterback. People love Alex Smith. People hate Alex Smith. People love Dwayne Haskins. People hate Dwayne Haskins. We don't know who's going to be our quarterback, um, but if it's Dwayne or Alex, the, the the common denominator is Scott Turner. I don't think Scott Turner can call an offensive game plan that's going to rival what Seattle is going to do on the offense. So um, it's going to be a defensive shootout, but I'm going to say our prediction would be uh, Seattle uh, – I don't think we'll let them get away, so I won't put the score too high. So I'll say Seattle 21, and I'll say Washington football team 13. Um, so I think that's realistic um, with what we have on the field. Hopefully we have two defensive touchdowns, as we did last week, and we shocked the world. We shocked Rod. I'm feeling really good. Um, but 21-13 is my prediction. Uh, Phil, what say you? Well, um, 
I'm, I'm pulling up the odds here. Um, okay. Everything's playing in my favor here. Um, <laughs> I'll explain why in a second. Um, realistically speaking, I'm kind of in your camp. I don't see Seattle running away with it. Unfortunately, I, I, I see Seattle as having just one more play in them than we, than we do. And it, uh, when the game comes down to it, I really want us to kick Seattle's ass just because Seattle is has been a thorn in our side. Two of the last three times we've been eliminated from the playoffs, it's been Seattle. Um, actually, three of the last four times we've been to the playoffs, it's been Seattle. Let's kick this out of there. Um, I just – I don't know. I respect their franchise. I just hate losing to them for some reason because we always seem to lose to them in key games. And I think we're going to probably end up losing this one. Another reason why I hate them is that my most recent ex-girlfriend is, is a Seattle Seahawks fan, so I really want to beat them for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, I see it as um, – it's going to be a close game, but I see us losing 24-20. Seattle's going to win 24-20. Um, right now, Seattle is a six-point favorite. And the over/under is forty-four and a half. So I'm, I would say, play the under, and play Washington, because I don't see us losing by six. It's gonna be close. Now, Steve, how, how you feeling, brother? What's your? Uh, oh man, I, I thought it was. I thought the over/under was five, but if it's changed, so you guys kind of already said it. I, it's gonna be. A, it's gonna be a very tight game for the most part, but. I think Seattle's going to have the slight edge, and it's mostly because of our limitations on offense. And this offense, their defense is trending up. So I'm going to go with Seattle 30 and Washington 24. That's my score. So, ladies and gentlemen, with with that, you got you got three of us on the pod, and we're all saying that Seattle is going to win. That doesn't mean that we want them to win. We're not rooting for them to win. It's just a realistic take. You know, some people kind of get pissed off uh, when they look at you know what we're saying and who we predict to win. Uh, you, you'll see, you know, NFL Network, Fox Sports analysts, CBS. People screenshot it in the group on Twitter and say, "Oh, you know, fuck these guys. They're uh, they're 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 you know picking against us." I don't take it personal. Um, I think it's just realistic of, as to where we are as a football team. Um, we're sort of punching above our weight class. Um, standing at six and seven, we're better than perhaps a lot of folks expected. I, I predict at six and ten. I think Phil, you predicted the same. Um, seven and nine's why. Seven and nine. So, so I mean, we're we're well within the realm of I guess expectations for this football club. Um, I just didn't think that at six and seven in December we'd be talking playoffs. So I think that's what changes the whole dynamic of this discussion with the Washington football team. Um, and the I funny ver- part is, with all of our records, Rob, we predicted in the preseason. And this, yeah. this was all with Dwayne Haskins as the starter. Yes, and it's funny that they, the record it still might end up at this near this, around what we all predicted. Exactly, and and we're. Definitely, folks, please, if you're on Facebook, you're part of the group, tune in Sunday because we will, I'm sure, talk about the quarterback scenario ad nauseum because we'll have a more finite, you know, proof 
you know, uh, as to who will be starting. But, yeah, that, that's a perfect point to make, Steve. We all thought that the dude who would be learning the offense would have us finishing with six wins. Um, and it hasn't been that way. I mean, he got one win in his his four starts. Uh, Alex has gotten his, what, what four wins in his starts. And I think uh, Kyle got us one win as well. Um, so it's... Yeah, it's it, it's an odd season. You know, we're we're trying to rebuild, but we're trying to fight for a divisional crown. We're trying to fight for a playoff position. Um, right, wrong, and indifferent. I'll I'll never really actively root for losses. Chase Young has been phenomenal. I'm so happy we have that kid. I hope he is a a a, a Washington football team player, Redskin for his entire career. Um, but I want to win games last year as well. Um, I just and I say it, and I think Phil goes against me. I mean, you know, he. I don't know if you agree with me, Phil, when I say like the wins are hollow. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Um, for me, though, it just it doesn't feel like it's a dirty win. I just I still have so many questions about the quarterback, and it, it really it irks me when people say, "Oh, well, next year we're gonna uh, have a, a veteran quarterback, and we'll probably draft someone, or we'll evaluate someone else." It's like, well, what are we doing this year? So, I mean, it, I don't want to beat the dead horse. We're going to talk about it Sunday for sure. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to be 6-7 and seven and you, you still don't know where we're going in the quarterback position. So, I understand everything you're saying. Like, I, I totally get your perspective. Um, I'm just – I've never been – I think what happened was I don't think this was the intended goal for the season going into it. I think the fact that our division was lackluster overall saw an opportunity to do to to build momentum moving forward. As far as we, they talk about culture change and all that. Well, what's the biggest culture issue we've had with this team is a failure to win consistently, and a lot of these guys aren't used to playing. Let's face it, they're not used to playing meaningful football in December, not in the past two seasons or so, not since 2016. So, and we have a young team. A lot of these guys weren't here in 2016. And I think that playing meaningful football in December and being in that playoff hunt, it changes how you prepare, it changes your mindset. And I think so, I think that the good that comes from this goes beyond just. If we were able to snatch a division, a division crown, by the way, if the playoffs were to start today, we'd play Seattle in, in the wild card. Go figure. Uh, so this may be a playoff, playoff preview. preview. Yes, I saw that graphic on Fox Sports earlier. Absolutely, man. So, but at the same time, it's just one of those things where with this run, especially the defense, has been playing like a playoff team. And so you see that preparation, you see that they're mentally focused, they're physically prepared. That carries over. If you've mentally checked out by mid-November, you don't only have the whole off season, but you've got half the regular season and you're just mentally just not in game mode the way you want your players to be. Yes, we're going to have questions moving forward. Biggest one being quarterback. But it seems like in the process of this, we've really – we seem to have uh, found some solutions where we thought there were going to be issues. 
You know, we seems like we have a tight end now. You know, we're seeing Cam Sims. I'd like to see more out of him, but our passing out like last week, our passing offense was crap everywhere. So with no matter who was a quarterback, just so San Francisco had the answers, it seemed. Um, but we're seeing guys like Cam Sims making making their appearances, making some presence felt more than they ever did did any other time before. Um, you know, we've learned that we have a stud in Antonio Gibson. We've learned a lot about this this offense. We finally have put together an offensive line that is competent. So I would I I, I feel like we've we're finding answers and that even if we can't upgrade in certain areas, line and so forth, we just can't find the right guys. We still have the guys that we have to fall back on that we know they can perform to this level. The quarterback question is one we're, we're going to deal with, but you can't answer it now. And there's something to be said about if you ever heard the phrase, you, can you, have to learn, you have to learn how to win. You ever heard that phrase before? You have to learn how to win. Yes. So I, I think this young guys, it, it's they're getting it early. They, they haven't gotten it before. So it's, it's, it's kind of nice. That's one of those intangibles, I think, that we'll see benefiting no matter what happens this, the rest of the season. They've, they've, I, they've learned yeah. I mean, you know I mean, if if we were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs and they just put all the, the rookies and young guys in and just said, get some experience, I'd understand. Um, but you have that opportunity to teach these guys how to win, how to prepare to win, and how to act like you've been there because you won last week. You won the week before. Act you like got, you've you been there. You guys remember the last time we played them, 2017. Remember, Kirk Cousins was our quarterback, and he threw that bomb to Josh Doxson, and he sprawled out on the sideline and caught it right near the goal line, and we ended up beating yeah. Seattle. Um, I don't know if it was raining that day. It was definitely a night game or an evening game or a late game. but It was, it was a late afternoon game, so it was ago. dark by the time. I remember yeah. it was – the game was awful. Like, we were it, – it was, it was in terms of just like – it was just two teams just – Standing yeah. at the 50-yard line, punching each other. And Mike Quick, Mike, Mike Quick made a phenomenal catch from, from Kirk that game. Those two guys, Doxon and Quick, made nothing all game, but those two catches and, and won the game for us. So, so hey, real quick, though, we've been going the last two games. Was it uh, white on white uniforms? You yeah. All change it up? Well, we're supposed to be home, right, in Seattle, or is this a away game? I think this is an away game. Is Let it? Let me double check. Let me double check. Let me double check. Yeah, I, I seen on nope, Twitter. It's a home game. No, it's, it's a home, it's a home game. game. So I, I saw a couple of folks saying, hey, all white has, has helped us with our away games. Let's go to all burgundy. Um, no! <laughs> I was no. going to say, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I don't know. Fucking hell, be all white at home. I don't give a damn, man. Like, yeah, don't stick with what's working. <laughs> stick with what's working. Absolutely. Like, it's it's nuts. I'll tell you what though, you're you're just talking about, you know, learning how to win, you know. Um I love Chase Young's mentality following the last game. Uh he was interviewed on ESPN and he said, Hey, we're not done yet. I like to think, what would Kobe Bryant do? He wouldn't be smiling. He put his head down and keep working until he achieved what he wanted to achieve. That's the vibe of the team right now. We're not satisfied. And he and that was in direct response to being, you know, asked, you know, how do you feel about 
becoming for, you know, first place in the NFC East. Um, they're, they're on a mission. They're on a mission. You know, it's, we, we look at the six and seven record and I, I try to temper expectations. I think we all do. Um, and, and try to be realistic, but the team is, they believe in themselves. And that's, that's the first step in being a competent, capable franchise in this league, believing yourself and, and actually coming to work every Sunday, every Monday night, every Thursday night, and believing that you have a, a legitimate boxers puncher's chance in winning a game and getting a knockout. We haven't had that in so long. So I love the mentality. I, I, I joke, I know I, I'll, I'll say it again. I've been calling Ron Rivera, Ronaldo Rivera, um, because I am a little bit petty and I'm pissed off with the quarterback evaluation situation. Um, but he has my favorite franchise in the discussion across the league. National media is talking about the Washington football team. Chase Young is the banner photo of the NFL Twitter account. Like, it's just, it's it's almost mind-blowing, but it's also insulting at the same time when you think, okay, you didn't show us any love as the Redskins, and we've had success in 2012, 2015, uh, but now we're the Washington football team, and the NFL wants to kind of not really help us out, but help us out. So fuck you. Don't do that yet. Like, like it's just, you, you didn't believe in us. You, you, you left us in the pits. It's very rare that we see the Washington football team on national level games. I mean, the 0-16 fucking Jets are on Thursday night football. And, and granted, no one knew that they'd be, you know, winless this week of the season, um, this far into the season. But still, we have no, other than Thanksgiving, we have no primetime games. Maybe we get flexed um, later in the season. I don't see that happening. But you never know. Week 17 may be a winning in type game if the Redskins win or Washington football team wins against Philly, they win a division. So who knows? Maybe that becomes a flex game regardless of Philly's record. Um, but Hey, keep fighting guys. Keep fighting team. Uh, we believe in you. We want you to be successful. So I love the fact that this team has not won the same way every time. Yeah. I love the fact that it's, it's the only consistency has been the defense. Other than that, it's just been the defense. I think Phil caught up, but the, the defense definitely needs to um, continue playing how they're doing. I think the offense needs to step up. Phil, you had, you had cut out uh, a little bit, but I didn't hear you. Okay. No, as I say, is that the only consistent see, has the only consistent thing has been the defense. But I like that one game, it's we're running the ball really well. The Pittsburgh game, our offense came through the air. San Francisco, we had no, you know, real consistent offense. So the defense took over scoring points. Um, I love to where we're, when we're having deficiencies, whether it be can't throw the ball, can't run the ball, something. I like that we're finding different ways to make it happen because it just, it also kind of creates that mindset that, one hand's picking up the slack for the other. And I, I, I like that. I, I just, I like that they're not having to lean on just one offensive player. You know, like 20, 2012, it was RG3 and, and, and Alfred Morris all year. Yeah. 
you know, 2015, we were riding, riding on Kirk's arm. This year, we're riding on 11 guys on defense. Feels good. <laughs> Feels good, man, to have a legitimate, you know, complimentary football team where, like you said, mm-hmm. we're leaning on 11 guys and not just one or two. Yeah. Uh, hell, boys. Shout outs. Shout out. So, shout out. I'm going to just give a, a generic shout out, but. You know, thanks to all the Redskins that actually do dial in and listen to the podcast on, on you know, weekly basis, daily basis, however you may tune in if you replay the, the, the podcast or not. Um, it means a lot to us. We really try to put out good content uh, that resonates with the fan base and, and is relatable. So uh, no specific person in particular, but just the Redskins ask as a whole. Um, thank you for being a part of what we think is the best podcast about the Washington football team. Uh, Phil, who are your shout outs? Uh, shout outs. We got some, uh, I'm going to shout out a couple different guys here. Um, Alex Bate, Bills Films, Jerome Thrash, um, all these dudes who are in here and, and, and just want to constantly Um, sorry guys. It there, you're not your opinion. Your opinion is not going to be shared by everybody. They're talking about our man Haskins, and they they hate the dude. Uh, that, that is nothing. <laughs> you're not you know, you you can't sit there because these are the types of people who also say that. We're the haters, and we're negative. No, we'll let y'all spout this opinion, and then there's, you're going to have your 20 people in your comments that, that agree with you and the 20 that disagree with you. But can you all talk about something other than the quarterback position? Please. There are. Can you discuss something else, or are you that? obsessed and fixated on one man's nuts i agree steve who gets your shout outs some snow and some sleet up here in the dc area appreciate that um would you all get up there steve we got about three inches of snow and then it turned to rain and sleet and then it froze overnight and then uh, couldn't get into any of my vehicles this morning, which was pretty nice, pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, not, 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 not a whole lot. Roads are pretty. Who don't know, Steve lives up in, in the D.C. metro area now. I am formerly from the area. I'm now living out in the Shenandoah. Damn. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and thanks to everyone, like Rod said, to keeping the group live. I mean, the the, the Facebook group has been popping lately. Uh, the live threads are on point. We're really trying really hard to give away these prizes. At some point, we might have to just <laughs> find whoever's the closest total point. We'll, we'll come up with something, but we're really trying to give you guys these prizes and, and keep you guys engaged. So much love to everybody. And um, yeah, love, love, love uh, kicking in with you guys. So keep it up. 
Yeah, definitely, man. So, uh, you know, pod 43 is, is wrapping up, but, um, you know, Redskins addicts, like I said, thank you for tuning in and, uh, check in with us on Sunday. We'll be going live about an hour before uh, kickoff, uh, in the Redskins Act group. So tune in and watch us chat about the, the, the upcoming game versus Seattle Seahawks. And we'll give some updated, uh, analysis for you guys. So, uh, without further ado, take care, be safe. Hail. Peace. Peace.